Hello and welcome to the Katie Helper Show. This episode is a free bonus. Listeners may have heard that Chris Matthews um, philosophized, hypothesized that Bernie Sanders wouldn't help someone if he passed them on the side of the road. It was on uh, MSNBC's Morning Joe. My latest question is this one. It's sort of like the question pollsters ask. Um, who cares about people like you? And my question is a little more direct than that. Suppose you're lying on a road hurt. Maybe you've had a, something happen to you. You fainted, whatever happened. Which of the candidates would stop their car and get out and help you? Which of them? Ask yourself that question. And you got your candidate, I think. Because I'm not sure about all of them. I, I've been polling this sort of in, You know, I get, I think Biden wins that one pretty easily. I think Elizabeth maybe. I don't think Bernie wins it. Do you? Honestly? Think Bernie would stop yeah. and help you? I'm not sure. Well, I, I, I know these are tough questions. They cut to the gut, but they do. They are the question you got to ask about. Will this person help me when I need them? Because the rest no. is BS. It's all speech writing. Okay, so I, I, I may, uh, I, I I'll say, yeah, I think Bernie would help me. Uh, oh, you're covering yourself. Joe, Joe, you're covering yourself. This is something that Matt Taibbi and I actually discussed on Useful Idiots. Anyway, the irony is this is a pretty off observation, off insight, off inference, um, even for Chris Matthews. And I was reminded that not only would Sanders stop for someone if they were injured or on the side of the street, but he has done so. And I actually interviewed this woman named Amy Corrado, who two years ago was crossing the street and Sanders yelled at her to get out of the way. I meant to release it and I didn't, and it's a pretty timeless story, but it's even more relevant given the claims made by uh, Chris Matthews that Sanders would, I don't know, let someone die on the side of the road. This is, of course, nothing compared to Chris Matthews' comment that uh, Bernie Sanders becomes the president. He very likely could find himself executed in Central Park. I, I have my own views of the word socialist, and I'll be glad to tell them, share them with you in private. And they go back to uh, the early 1950s. I have an attitude about them. I remember the Cold War. I have an attitude towards Castro. I believe if Castro and the, and the, and the Reds had won the Cold War, there would have been executions in Central Park, and I might have been one of the ones getting executed. And certain other people would be there cheering, okay? So I have a problem with people who took the other side. I don't know who Bernie Bernie supports over these years. I don't know what he means by social. One week it's Denmark. We're going to be like Denmark. Okay, that's harmless. That's, a, that's basically a capitalist country with a lot of good social welfare programs. Denmark is harmless. It's pretty clearly in the Denmark is category. He? Yeah. Are you sure? How do you know? Did he tell you that? Well, I mean, that's what he says, and that's what his agenda calls for, right? Yeah, yeah, He's not yeah, calling yeah, for well, anything. Let's, I mean, let's see. Let's figure that one out. A, well, we haven't seen a, a campaign yet where video of him praising the other version right. of Castro has been used, well, but that's it a, will be used. That's a question we of, how, how that plays. of how tender, what, what the effect that has. In well, what does he think of Castro? That's a great question. What did you think of Fidel Ismo? We all thought he was great when he first, I thought he was cheering like mad for him okay. when he first went in. And hold then on. he became a communist and started shooting okay. every one of his enemies. Okay, hold, so, hold, hold, those, thoughts on the hold those thoughts on the Cuban revolution. So that's just Chris Matthews being Chris Matthews, and uh, that would make an entire episode in itself. Anyway, so this is an interview that I did with my former co-host, Gabe Pacheco. Uh, you'll hear his familiar voice. He uh, has his own new podcast also called Eat, Pray, Judge. You'll also hear Bernie Sanders pushing back against Andrea Mitchell, and uh, his arguments are very relevant. They're as relevant as they were before, and the arguments against him claiming he's some kind of divider are as uh, irrelevant and meaningless and um, weak as they were then. So... 
a lot to come full circle around. The irony is not only would Bernie Sanders help someone on the side of the road, but he's helped people and saved people's lives before, not just through his policies, which, let's face it, he's saved more people's lives. I don't care. Call me, say it's hyperbole. Call me an exaggerator. He's definitely saved people's lives through the policies he's fought for. You fight to increase minimum wage, you're saving people's lives. They have more money. They go to the doctor. He happened to exactly help someone or prevent someone from being injured in the road. Also, he always stops what he's saying, as you'll see in this episode, to, to help people, to make sure they're okay. Because uh, he talks so much, there's so many people that some people are bound to faint. Stand by for my interview with Cori Bush, also an interview with Kate Willett. And of course, support The Katie Helper Show by going to patreon.com slash The Katie Helper Show. Again, that's patreon.com slash The Katie Helper Show. And also rate and review the show on iTunes. So I'm going to be speaking to a woman who had her life saved by Bernie Sanders. Okay. Okay. Now, I think a lot of us have had our lives saved on some level by Bernie Sanders, but she did quite literally. You know, Bernie Sanders, he does a lot of, like, acts of of, of courage and menschiness. And, you know, he doesn't get the Cory Booker treatment. Like, Cory Booker, every time he, like, does something, I feel like if he holds the door open for someone, he gets attention. And I think maybe he, like, shovels people's snow a lot. This former Rhodes Scholar and football All-American has spent days shoveling people out of snowstorms. Well, Cory Booger uh, pulled, pulled a, what was it, a child or a woman out of a burning building? A burning building. building, yeah. It may have been a cat. He ran into the burning building and up the stairs. In the kitchen, he saw flames and explosions. And on the other side of those flames, he heard the screams of his friend. Yeah, he did save a, a person. I'm glad we got that all cleared up. I know. Who knows? Though? Maybe he's not even, maybe it was a setup. It could have been planned. I'm just saying, I'm putting it out there. I mean, that's what you, you got to create the problem to fix the problem. Exactly. Yeah. That's just good showmanship. It's like Reich, a little Reichstag action. Well, you know, that is a comparison we could make. <laughs> we may have to disown that, uh, disavow that comparison. And we don't accept on the Katie Halber show hyperbolic Nazi comparisons. But it did remind me fire. Sure. There's that. I could see. I could see how you, your mind right, went we'll a, from... a to C <laughs> yeah. on that. But, you know, I don't know if you know this. I think that most people don't know this, but. Bernie Sanders protected Andrea Mitchell. He protected her from like a stampede of journalists. And he was very concerned. Oh God, somebody. Oh my God. Are you okay? I got it. Yes. All right, you know, just kidding. Please. He's like, are you right? You alright? You alright? A whole lot of good that did him because she was so mean to him. Democratic presidential candidate Bernie Sanders joining me now. Senator, good to see you. First, congratulations on West Virginia. Thank you very much. But at the same time, you come out of there, at least now uh, by our count, with a 17 to 17 delegate divide. So you win big, but you still don't catch up. Isn't the bottom line about you versus Hillary Clinton and who would be the, the stronger candidate that she is now fighting a war on two fronts? She's Andrea, fighting two Andrea, candidates and you're fighting oh, one. Oh, really? In every state that we have won, we have had to take on the entire Democratic establishment. I'm if just Donald saying, if you Trump, do lose, does, are you giving him the weapons against her? In fact, as you well know, there are many areas that I could have attacked Hillary Clinton on that I have chosen not to attack her on. What I have done is run an issue-oriented campaign. That is what the American people want. And by the way, when you have a real debate about real issues, when you get more and more people involved in the political process, it results in a higher voter turnout. 
And then people fainted at his rallies. And it's very cute. You see him respond to one. He, you hear the noise of a guy fainting. And he's like, oh, in some, oh, my God. Another woman fainted. Oh, God. And then, of course, there was another case where the another woman fainted and he wouldn't continue the speech. He made sure that there was a medic. One of the arguments is that Bernie can't win. All right. OK, we need a medic. We need a medic. Somebody fainted. All right, let's get a medic out there. Take a break for a second. We have medics here, doctor, nurses. We have trained personnel here. OK, let's get some help for that person. All right, let's keep it down for a minute here. Let's get some help there. You okay? Are you all right? Okay. Okay, the person okay? Okay, okay. Okay. Anyways, very moving. He's so, got to start carrying a little uh, necklace with smelling salts in it. Yeah, that's true. When people catch the, va- the vapors around him. You yeah. Know? Anyway. But we think he's a mensch. We don't really get why people hate him so much. We think it's kind of ridiculous. But uh, yeah, that's the that's the that's the reality. So here we go. Amy Corrado is a 27 year old opera singer, musician, former congressional intern, law school grad, track and field Florida State champion, and former UNESCO ambassador. Currently studying for the bar. This is an interview I did with Amy in October 2018. Really excited to be talking to Amy Corrado, who um, made headlines when she revealed that she had been saved by Bernie Sanders. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so it was um, it was kind of a crazy story um, just because it was so unexpected. It was just a regular Wednesday night for me. I got out of law classes and was heading to my guitar lesson on music on the hill here in DC. And I was crossing the street. And I think as I was, I actually just passed a Bernie Sanders for a second. I was going through the crosswalk. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of noticed him almost immediately and kind of did a quick turnaround, like while crossing the street at the same time. And he started to implore me to get back on the street. And he's like, ma'am, you got to get off the street, ma'am, you got to get off the street. And I was like, oh, my goodness, are you Bernie Sanders while still being in the crosswalk right. during oncoming traffic? Um, and he was like, yes, ma'am, I am Bernie Sanders, but you need to get off the street. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so it was actually kind of embarrassing because I didn't immediately get off the street. I was just in awe, and there was definitely cars coming towards me right. and everything. But I think I was just so enamored right. by oh, running into him. Thing. I didn't even... So, but in a way, you know what the haters are going to say is that, like, it's because of him that you stopped on the street. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, I mean, I was still going. Yeah, no, I mean, I was going into the street anyway. So, like, it's a really weird place in D.C. where the street resides because they're, it's like in downtown D.C., but towards a more, like, um, I guess where a lot of houses are. So there aren't, like, any, like, major red lights or, like, it's a crosswalk, but um, there's not, like, a red light or anything. So, like, it's really, like, something where you have to, like, just be cognizant of where you are going. I was going in that direction anyway, and I just turned around to watch Bernie or Senator Sanders. But I was still Don't headed worry. in the middle of oncoming traffic, right. you know? And um, so you – I saw this. People found out about this because uh, you, you put on Facebook, on Instagram? Facebook. Facebook right. I mean, I – 
I think it's kind of an awkward picture of me because like I'm sitting down. Right. Yes, and Bernie is like, I think he's six foot, even though there is some kind of debate on the post regarding that. But it's a bit of an awkward photo of me, but I just decided to post it on my Facebook. I was like, I mean, like, I got. Oh, are you kidding? Who would not do that? I mean, that would be fun. You could always Photoshop, but I'm kidding. You can make yourself look higher up, but I'm totally joking. (laughs) But you tweeted uh, at 6 14 p.m., October 3rd. Bernie Sanders, I kid you not, stopped me from getting hit by a car on my way to my guitar lessons. So we took a selfie together. And then you write in parentheses, he is also much taller than me. So awkward picture. Uh, it's a very cute picture. So tell us how you got that. And by the way, I heard about this when a friend of mine and a, f- a fellow Bernie bro, feminist Bernie bro, um, posted the link to that and wrote hero. Uh, and and I told her I was having you on. And by the way, she thinks both of you are heroes, which is cute. Aww. So tell so you so you, he yells at you to get out of the way. And then what happens? So after I guess a few seconds had gone by and I started to come towards him because he kept talking to me to try to get me back off the street so by the time I came over it all actually happened really fast I don't remember verbatim what we said to each other because I was a little bit in shock um but I did tell him that I I was a huge admirer of him and I was actually in the middle of beginning to ask him for a picture and I think he already knew where I was going with it and he was like well we're going to take a picture we're gonna have to do this really fast before I could even finish my sentence so we just took a picture together and there had already been like a crowd of people beginning to form I guess because you know, just between him, like yelling at me to get off the street and the few seconds it took. And now we're taking a picture. So as soon as we finished taking the picture, he literally just like bolted to the Senate. Right. That's amazing. There's that great photo of him, like running for a train too. <laughs> so did he yell at you? Did he shout? You know, I, I actually, I tweeted this when I, when I saw that I tweeted, Bernie Sanders stopped a young woman from getting hit by a car because he's a misogynist with a savior complex who infantilizes, disempowers, and is threatened by independent women. Male allies empower women by giving them the freedom to get hit by cars. Obviously being sarcastic. But I feel like that's not even that. In the past, I've done, like, I've joked about something. And then, like, I've seen someone actually seriously write it. Like Jen Kirkman, this this comedian who kind of lost it and thinks that Bernie Sanders is a Russian agent, tweeted something like when he thanked Hillary Clinton, he was or he was like, we need her in the resistance. Uh, Mm -hmm. She said something like, don't tell women what to do. And it was or something. And it was funny because I had tweeted that sarcastically. Uh Did he yell or shout or wag his finger? Um, And he wasn't condescending about it all. I think he just looked very concerned. Of course, he's so Um, a bum killer. He's such a grandfather. Yeah. He just looked very concerned that I was out in the middle of the street. And you were, so you're, you were sitting down because you, you use a wheelchair. Yes, I use a wheelchair. Um, when I was in high school, it's actually an interesting story. Um, when I was in high school, I was like 17 years old and I started taking voice lessons, but cause I was very interested in pursuing opera as a career, right. but I didn't have a car at the time. I lived in Florida and the only place I could get voice lessons was like three miles away. So, um, I ended it wheeling to my voice lesson. So it was like six miles total Whoa. there and back. I know it was crazy, but I was determined to become a singer, right? Yeah, that's great. Um, so on my way there, it would be after school, like a few, I would just wait after school for a few hours. And then I would head over like when it was time for me to go to my lesson. And one of the track coaches saw me wheeling really, really fast, like down the highway. And he stopped me at school the next day. He's like, I saw you on the highway. What's going on? I was like, oh yeah, wow. I just wait after school to burn some time. And then I go to my voice lesson. Um, he basically made a deal with me that if um, I agreed to with him to join the track team, to be a part of the adapted track team, which was only 
me, no one else, <laughs> right. um, then he would drive me my voice lesson after practice. Wow. <laughs> so that's the agreement. So I ended up becoming um, a high school athlete, which was crazy. And I ended up, I think, winning the Florida State Championships. I ended up going all the way up there and winning it, which wow. was incredible. But had no interest in sports. <laughs> that is so funny. You're so humble. You're like, I think I wound up winning a what? Florida State Championship, you said? Yes, the that's, Florida State Championship. Really cool. <laughs> so you weren't interested. Okay, which was more strenuous, the track team or the trip that you then stopped making when you're when the coach drove you to the singing lessons? Um, I would definitely see the track team because I remember when I would like wheel to the track left um, to my voice lessons. Um, you know, I'd have my music in. I was it was very very chill. Right. Even though I'm going fast, I'm just kind of being able to do whatever I want. But then in track, you know. They're telling me I did um, these short distances where you have to go as fast as possible in short distances. Um, and they ended up tearing up my hands really hardcore. We'd Ooh. wrap them every single time. Um, but I would go so fast, it would tear through my wrapping and I would just have blisters. I'd be bleeding at the end of this. Oh so, my gosh. Mm-hmm. didn't enjoy it. You couldn't wear gloves, or was that even with gloves, you would get blisters? Yeah, so I don't really like gloves because I feel like they're thick and I can't get the same grasp as I'm holding onto the chair. Um, so that's why we wrap it because I feel like I could still get the right friction when I grab the tire. Um, so yeah, I don't like gloves. You said you were the only person who was doing the adaptive sports? Like yeah, this, this so, wasn't a team of yeah. adaptive sports. No, so yeah. what I would do is I would train with regular track runners so I'd be like on the track team at my high school right. and every day during track pr- practice, I would run with everybody else. I was the only person in a wheelchair or used a wheelchair um, on the team, but I would just do all the same exercises as everyone else. And then when we got to competitions, that would be my chance to compete against other people. I guess similar people in similar situations where they were the only people on their track team. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, also, I found out <laughs> just looking at you, you're a UNESCO I think it says ambassador was my title, but it sounds way more fancy than it actually was. It was just, I was just an intern at UNESCO. But they <laughs> so, yeah, I've, I've always, always really loved um, international politics and international relations and now international law. Um, so I did model UN and college was really got me into all that. And then I am doing an internship with UNESCO. And do you still do sports? Um, no, I, I pretty much gave up track right after high school because it like I said it just it killed my hand um I was bleeding all the time and it was just so painful I didn't feel like it was worth it um I feel like I wasn't getting as much out of it as I wanted to even though I think I was even invited to like junior olympics like I did definitely get some like success out of it but it just it wasn't my life path um you know I think you know you can be good at things but as long if it doesn't make you happy I don't think that's where you should be at the end of the day. So I did give up that, but I, I do try to keep in shape. I swim a lot. Um, I do a bunch of sit-ups. I do just try to stay as active as possible. Right. And I, I still do, I guess, run slash wheel around DC. I think my entire neighborhood has seen me going like a million miles per hour with headphones in my ears trying to work out. So Oh, be careful though. Not to, yeah, you right. Get, um, right. It's like coming back to the traffic thing, right? Yeah, I have to be careful, right? And how old are you, by the way, if I may ask? I'm 26 years old. Okay. A youngin. Um, you are a, a law student, and you also were an intern at Cong- for Congress, and you are also a musician. 
Yes. Um, yeah, so I'm currently a 3L at the University District of Columbia School, um, School of Law, UBC Law. And I'm actually finishing. I'm a 3L, but I'm graduating early this semester. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I was on my way to my guitar lesson at Music on the Hill when I actually ran into Bernie. Um, before I went to law school, I was actually pursuing a career in opera. Um, wow. And then I realized that, that I was very... Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I loved it. I, I love music. Um, and I, I realized that I had a very big interest in eventually pursuing politics and then also law. So I ended up going to law school, but I still pursue opera on the side. I perform in a lot of opera musical theater um, in the D.C. area. And I also am a banjo player and have just recently taken up the guitar. But wow. um, I did work on the Hill in the House of Representatives about two summers ago. And I wanted to meet Bernie the entire time. I actually had a list of people that I wanted to talk to and get their advice on, whether that was like your career or politics or just interesting questions that I wanted to know from them. And Bernie was on that list. I almost met every person that I want to talk to except for Bernie. That's so um, funny. So it was, right, so it was crazy. I ran into Senator Sanders on the side of yeah, the That is really corner. funny. You're like, I need feedback. So I'm going to talk to my parents, my high- college professor, and uh, Bernie. I got to get Bernie on the phone. <laughs> right actually it's really funny because i was seeing on your facebook page because i added amy on facebook that you're in trial by jury which is like what a funny combination a perfect combination of both of your interests right of singing um and the law it's a gilbert and sullivan yeah it's it's a gilbert and sullivan play so therefore our operetta so therefore it's kind of already a little wacky right um but it does um, revolve around a courtroom scene and um, a breach of a promise or marriage. So oh, wow. there's some law jokes and then there's some opera and there's some Gilbert and Sullivan wackiness going on. So right. it's a really interesting marriage between um, my love for music and law that right. was taking place. Yeah, that's really funny. Do you know Iolanth? I don't know how you pronounce it, but it's spelled I-O-L-A-N-T-H-E. It's a Gilbert and Sullivan. And what's really funny is that um, speaking of the law and music, well, I don't know if you've heard this, but uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and uh, Rehnquist used to go to the, before he died, former Supreme Court judge, used to go to the opera together. But this is really funny because Rehnquist used to wear a robe with gold stripes on the shoulder. Rehnquist was a Gilbert and Sullivan fan and was inspired by the costume of Lord Chancellor in a production of Iolanthi to add four golden stripes to the sleeves of his judicial robes. Oh my gosh. That's incredible. And I did hear a little bit about that. I saw um, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Gator Ginsburg speak actually um, at a synagogue down the street from where I live. And she mentioned her love for opera and my heart just like sank. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. And what made you like Bernie Sanders? Well, I ended up working for the Democratic, the Florida Democratic Party um, when Senator Sanders was still actually a candidate for the presidency. Um, so that's kind of a, a bit of my background with him. And then in addition to that, um, I like a lot of the different ideals that he stands for. Um, I specifically really love his fight for women's rights, um, advocacy for women's issues, and then also for the LGBTQ community. Yeah, yeah. And where are you from? Where did you grow up? So I'm originally from Memphis, Tennessee. Um, so I grew up there, but I ended up moving at the end of high school to Tampa, Florida. Oh, nice. Um, and I mostly identify as a Floridian. I, 
I have ambitions to one day run for politics, and I think I would love to do that in Florida because I love Florida. Oh, My cool. entire heart and soul. And the nice uh, cigar rolling in Tampa, right? Yes, yes, there there are. Um, so I've heard. Um, Nashville's a great city. I've been there multiple times, but I think um, in places that I want to live, I was aiming for something a little bit different for Nashville. I've always wanted to live in D.C. I'm very excited to be here. Um, but I do like I do like some country music, um, especially now that I play the banjo. I've been trying to get oh, yeah. into a lot of country, bluegrass, folk, you know? Great. Awesome. So where can people find you um, uh, in terms of social media or what, where can people follow what you're up to? Um, my Twitter is actually just A Corrado, A-C-U-R-R-O-T-T-O. Great. Well, yeah, definitely keep it, keep in touch and want to hear about what you're up to next. You really are quite the Renaissance woman and very active in lots of different areas. So too, a little oh, too active, you. but thank you know, <laughs> if you ask Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Thank you so much for talking to me. Okay, well, no, thank you so much. I had a great time talking with you. So yeah. have a have a wonderful day. Thanks, you too. Okay. okay. Bye, Amy. Bye. I've checked back in with Amy Corrado, and she is still a Bernie supporter. Of course she is. Why would anyone stop being one? And I asked her what she's up to. She is studying for the bar. She's such an overachiever that when I was asking her what she was up to, she was kind of apologetic, saying she hasn't been performing, isn't up to much now because she's busy studying for the bar exam, though she does have an upcoming performance in March uh, in a Broadway cabaret where she'll be singing excerpts from the musical Be More Chill, and that's at the Carrollwood Players Theater in Tampa. When I asked her about her thoughts on Chris Matthews' comments, she wrote, ha ha, he obviously doesn't know what he's talking about. Stand by for my interview with Corey Bush, also an interview with Kate Willett. And of course, support The Katie Helper Show by going to patreon.com slash The Katie Helper Show. Again, that's patreon.com slash The Katie Helper Show. And also rate and review the show on iTunes. Thanks so much. Bye.